Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. So that is fast as humanly possible. Uh, we are recapping episode four of Marvel's Secret Invasion from being dead to being back to life and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve. Haller. What's up, Steve? More dead than back to life since uh, 1117. Are we recording this? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're going to fly through this because our main episode, <laughs> very long. Yes. Good. Very good. Go check very, it out. Uh, if you're, if you're yeah. watching this for the uh, Secret Invasion content... Uh, we didn't talk about that, but we talked about a lot of other things. A lot of other stuff. A lot of other stuff, including the strike, uh, multiple strikes going on. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about the episode called Beloved. And um, uh, just as, uh, unfortunately, I believed last week, uh, Gaia came back to life or wasn't really dead to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, to be fair... They uh, they didn't do it as ham-fisted or as awkwardly as it could have been. No, yeah, they just showed us a flashback, apparently, that she gave herself at least the extremis abilities from the Super Scroll um, hardware. If yep. not, I guess we don't know. Is she Does she have all the Super Scroll-ness? Or I don't just know. the one? Uh, I'm I don't know I'd assume you could go, because all the screens were up, they may have had like Easter eggs on there or something, but I did not do that. Yeah, I didn't notice any. Yeah, um, specifically. So uh, that's how she was able to survive the um, attack, the gunshot wound, which yeah makes more sense than just you know her being dead for an episode and then somebody magically bringing her back. I'd ra- I guess I'd rather them do it that way, uh, for sure. Um, I don't know we got a lot of like there was a lot of like emotional beats in this episode. I'm not sure all of them were like earned. Um, but there was a lot of like reveals and a lot of, uh, I guess, surprises or just maybe twists, but not. I, re- I, <laughs> I stopped short of calling them twists because they weren't like entirely unpredictable, you know, like yeah. you and I talked about Rhodey being a scroll last week. We talked about Gaia coming back to life or not really being dead. Um, well, I yeah, guess that's we that's part of the question of is like, where is this series landing for you? Uh, it's just kind of like, OK, like I'm enjoying watching it. It's um, it's just not like. Uh, like they haven't, I, I guess they haven't made me. Invest enough in. Talos or Nick Fury to like really be feel emotionally connected to them, I guess. Um, and maybe that's me. Maybe that's me being burnt out on stuff. Maybe it is the show just assuming that I know these characters. So therefore I will care about them immediately. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't feel like as invested. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, we've already, we've already spoiled stuff for this episode. We're going to spoil more stuff, but like, I wasn't like shocked when Talos got shot at the end of this episode and seemingly was dead. Right. I wasn't like, no, I, that was, you know. that was one beat that like, I don't know if that was supposed to hit harder, but like, where was the setup yeah. for it? 
Like the yeah. last time and we like, saw I, him was Captain Marvel. Right, exactly. And like I got what they were going for. Like they were going for the like Fury is trying to drive away with the president and but he knows he he knows his friend is dead. Yeah. And he can't go to it. Like that was like a struggle for him and he but he does what he has to do and gets the president to safety. I get that. There's like conflict there, but I wasn't like on the edge of my seat at all. Um I just think it's like goes back to kind of what I said last week where I feel like the tone of the writing doesn't match the tone of the direction, yeah. really. Um, these things are kind of like fighting against each other where the the best scene, I think, in this episode was a scene with Fury and his wife um, sitting at the table, uh, you know, kind of confessing that he knows that she's supposed to kill him because she's on orders from like Gravik to kill him. Yep. And she's been playing like the long game. But it's also like, how much sense does that really make? Like... Were they ever really in love? Were they like, I don't know. It's like, it's like they, they gave us that flashback scene of them meeting in that bar, you know, 20 years ago or something only to pay that off five minutes later in a different scene. It was almost like I needed to sit with that. Like I need to sit with this relationship a little bit more. Like, like I want that scene to be, I want them meeting in the bar to be the, the, in the first episode and I want the scene between them and this episode to be in the last episode or something instead yeah. of just both both of them are in the first half of this one episode you know what I mean yep no it's... like they're not letting us sit with that character stuff enough for it to like really mean anything uh, it's almost it's almost like we've been talking for a lot of these Marvel properties or you know TV shows in particular like they're just not letting things breathe yes yeah exactly and it's because they don't have the time, right? It all feels rushed, and it's like, oh, we got to get to the next thing. And it's like, yeah, like this the story is too complicated for them to allow uh character development or character beats, right? Which is like this show is kind of fighting against that because we do like that scene with his wife was like a very slow paced conversational scene, and that had the best tension in the episode, but it kind of was unearned. Because we're not necessarily invested in their relationship. We just learned about their relationship, you know, five minutes ago. Um, and now here we are. So, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. I'm, I'm enjoying the show. Like, I, I still, like, I'm entertained by it. I thought the, the, the fight at the end with the president, I thought it was really great. I thought it looked really good. Yes. Um, like, those helicopters coming down and blowing up. Like, that looked great. This, this came out this week. This show cost $200 million. Yeah. Mildly that's insane. more than that's more than movies. <laughs> like that's an insane we amount of money. We talked about the other podcast. That's almost double what Blue Beetle cost as a movie. Yeah, I know. Crazy. How? Just just crazy. Um, and I think it's because they had to do a lot of reshoots and stuff. And you're paying, you know, a a lister like Samuel L. Jackson to be in almost every scene of every episode. Yeah. Um. But uh, okay. So while we're on, we're so uh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, so the a lister made me think of it. Um. Gaia. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? You just like, like don't care? I there's nothing that has made us invest in Amelia Clark's character at all. Oh yeah, no, in nothing. Any way, at all. Shape, or I form. agree. And it's just like nothing anytime she comes on screen, I'm like, cool. Yeah, Great. and part of that is because like it's not like uh you know, it's not like ten year old Amelia Clark played her in Captain Marvel. Right. <laughs> you know? Like it was a child in a green alien mask. So like I don't 
I don't see Amelia Clark as that same character because she's a shapeshifter. And so she's not, and even if she, you know, there's a million characters in green masks in this show. So, and they all look exactly the same. So even if she was, even if it was the same actress that played the child in version in Captain Marvel, she would still just be wearing a green mask and I wouldn't be able to tell them apart, you know, or like tell that they were the same actress. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really like, I don't know. I, I, I agree. Like I wasn't, I feel like this Marvel is doing a, a thing that they do all the time now where they assume, and this was, uh, I am, I, I am in the minority of some people that I'm in the more minority of people that don't like Spider-Man no way home, but this is something they did with that movie is they counted on the audience's previous investments in these characters, meaning Toby, meaning Andrew, meaning all of those villains, like, oh yeah, no, those people, everyone's going to say this movie, they already know who those people are, so we don't have to do any work to reestablish them. They're just going to be there, it's like shorthand, they're like cutting corners to give you stuff that they don't really earn, and I think they're doing that with, they're doing it with this show, too, like that, like, the Spider-Man thing is like a huge example because they're bringing in so many other characters, but like, this is like, yeah, you know Nick Fury, you care about him, right? Yeah, you know Gaia because she was the kid in the Captain Marvel. So you like you're inve- like, right. but, but no, there's, there's we a don't. Big, we're not big difference between Toby and Andrew. Yes. And yeah. a 10 year old green masked 100%. random actor. A hundred percent. I'm using that as an extreme yeah, oh, no, hyperbolic yeah, I'm, example. I'm with you there. You know, but like, but like even, you know, like you gotta, you gotta, we haven't seen Nick Fury in a real way since I'm the Captain Marvel since yeah. Captain Marvel really and that was a flashback we haven't seen modern Fury I'm trying to think of the last what was the last Marvel movie where Nick Fury not just like I know he was at the right. funeral in Endgame and you know he pop, I'm sure he pops up in something else but like was it Age of Ultron that he had like an actual part to play the last time he had like a legitimate role like he affected the plot of the film uh, might have been. He, I mean, all he disappears in Infinity War. That's it. He calls Captain Marvel and goes to dust, and then yeah. he's at Tony's funeral in Endgame. But yeah, I don't know I, that he was in. I mean, Ultron. he's in Far From Home, but that's revealed. That's revealed to be Talos at the end. He's in the post-credit scene of Far From Home. That's the other like time he pops up. But like, who cares? Because that's he's not doing anything. It's just a comedy beat. He's in space, and now he's back from space. But like. I don't know. Like, yeah, we care about Nick Fury, but like, we don't know anything about Nick Fury. So all of this life stuff is new information to us, you know. And yeah. I mean, I guess they do set it up. There's some. There's something. There's some threads that they're carrying through well from Captain Marvel, like the whole the premise of the Skrulls still being there and have not finding a planet for them. Like that's a legitimate thread. But I don't know how strong of a thread that it was in Captain Marvel to begin with that um that's you know that people are responding to it in in this maybe or they're not responding to it as strong as marvel expected to it i don't know i i guess i don't really know i'm not reading a ton of this show i don't know i don't hear people talking about it really no, so that's it's... another indication to me that it's maybe not doing very well i guess it's the second lowest um the the, the debut episode was the second lowest debut episode of a marvel show on disney plus so it, it seems know. well i did you were you were you reading marvel at all around secret invasion 
Uh, no, like the actual storyline. Yeah. No, I don't. I never read any of actual Secret Invasion stuff. So the Secret Invasion stuff, um, like the whole, the whole concept of it in the comics felt way bigger from everything I can gather. Well, and sure. It was like, you know, it, it felt like there was actual stakes. Whereas with right. this, it still seems like a weird little microcosm of somehow these scrolls are everywhere, but Nick Fury is the only one that's affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like where, where is everybody else? Where is right. any, even if it's just the earth based folks, like where, what, what's Tony Stark doing right now? Well, no, Tony's yeah. dead. Never mind. Well, but that, he's dead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know, you what, know you mean. what I mean. Why isn't, why hasn't Nick Fury? I guess the idea is that he can't trust anybody. So he can't trust anybody that, you know, cause like Rhodey's a Skrull. So right. like he can't call war machine and ask to team up with him. But you'd think there would be some kind of way for Nick Fury to prove that, you know, Shang-Chi is Shang-Chi and can call and be like, yo, I need your help. Or like that Mark Ruffalo is really Mark Ruffalo or is really Bruce Banner, you know, like, okay, right. like I need your help to smash some scroll faces or, you know, like, and like, I don't yeah, know, can, but that, I mean that, but that's like, that's a nitpick though, because all solo superhero adventures have that problem. Like once you establish that these characters know each other and that they're on a team called the Avengers, literally every other solo superhero story is like, why don't you just call the Avengers? Yeah. And like Paul, Paul Rudd makes that joke in Ant-Man even like, mm-hmm. I think we have to call the, you know, um, so like that's kind of nitpicky, but I don't know. I also agree with it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a weird, weird situation, but like, I don't know. It's almost for that. It, it, if it was something like that, it would feel like the stakes were there. Whereas this, it's just yeah. like, okay, like it's fury against this other dude that, we have again spent no time really no time like, with him. developing yeah yep yeah they just basically told us he's the bad guy and he's doing bad stuff he killed maria hill right. so like we've seen him doing bad stuff but um i don't know give us some more time with him some motivation yeah it's just i guess i i can't tell this show is weird it's like baffling to me where there's nothing that jumps out at me as being like, oh, they should not have done that. Or they yeah. should have done this differently. Yeah, you're right. There's but no... it just, it's not hitting. Yep. It's just not hitting for me. So a lot of it's not hitting. Some of it's good. Like I said, I like that last battle. But like there's the... Uh, like sometimes they do go for subtlety. But it doesn't really work. Like there's the... Um, I, I'm not going to remember the actual line. But there is the... In the scene where Nick Fury is sitting down with Rhodey. He's like broke into his hotel room or something. And the way it's like the way Fury reveals that he knows that Rhodey is a Skrull isn't obvious. It's like a it's some line about. Damn it. I wish I could remember the, what the yeah. line is like. It's something that Nick Fury says that lets Rhodey know, OK, he knows that I'm a Skrull. So I'm just going to I'm going to drop the pretense and start talking to him like a Skrull. Yeah. And it, it's not. And I liked that because it doesn't hit it over the head, but like. It's like the writing wasn't like I got it because of how Rhodey started acting after it. Yeah. But it wasn't like a line that was written in a way and or nor was it delivered in a way that was like letting the audience know that I know you're a scroll with this. It wasn't it was almost too subtle or yeah. played too subtle. 
But that's, um, I guess that's the thing is like the show needs, it's a, it's supposed to be a spy thriller. Like it needs that semblance of subtlety, but yeah. then they keep coming back with a freaking ham hock and like beating you over the head with it of like, yeah, we are a spy game. This is a scrawl. It's fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Guys, like yeah. lean into whatever you want to be. If you want to be a dramatic spy thriller, don't like put in all these tropes and make it, you know, like right now, uh, there's no like what could possibly happen that could be a surprise. Yeah. Like this the end of this episode was the fir- uh the first time that I felt like Nick Fear was actually in danger. Really. Yeah. Okay. And I knew he was gonna, I knew he was gonna be fine. But right. like if you're a spy thriller he should be like in danger constantly in every episode, you know? And there's plenty of times when he's just making tea with his wife and having a, you know, an intense conversation, but still like, I didn't really think that she was going to shoot him at all. Um, if anything, I thought he was going to kill her, but then again, I wasn't like invested in her. I just met her. So I wasn't like, you know, like I understand that that would be a big thing for Nick Fury to have to kill his wife who he thought, loved him up until 10 minutes before this conversation was happening. But, but it doesn't, I'm not on the hook for that because I'm not invested in that relationship more than just the last three weeks of learning about it, you know? So, yep. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's, and Um, again, it's one of those where like, I feel like both of us are still enjoying the show. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I got. I just wanted it to. I I wish that it was more hardcore spy, espionage, political thriller. But right. like, I saw somebody say something similar to this on Twitter or whatever that kind of made me realize it. Like, they're trying to make a political thriller, but there's really no like politics in this movie. No, at all. There's no stakes like, in movie. I guess there's that's no stakes. The thing. There's no stakes. Yeah, and like they should be. Like they talk. Like Gaia says something to. Uh, Talos, they have a meeting on a bench. Oh, when, when Talos, Talos has like, the worst plan in the world? Yeah, here's my plan. I'm going to ask the president politely <laughs> to let us stay after I prove to him that we're good people. It's like, well, one of you is actively trying to kill a bunch of people, so I don't think that's going to work. And like, Gaia is honestly like, yeah, it's a dumb idea. Yeah. And she says, like, don't you want to wear your own skin? And I, I feel like they could have made this some kind of like racial allegory. But then at the same time, a lot of the scrolls are played by white people, so it doesn't really hit. Even if that's if that sentence was supposed to be like a reference to how people with brown skin are treated in the country, it doesn't work because Amelia Clark is the one saying it to it's Ben Mendelsohn. Of like white it doesn't. People. Yeah, it doesn't hit. So I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot of good. It's just like the execution isn't there. For some reason, yep. something's something's missing and it's really hard for, for both of us, it seems, to pinpoint what is missing. But yeah, and I'm more than happy to just, continue to watch and I will because there's two episodes left, yeah, but it's like I'll finish the last two, but then I'll still, never think of it again. Yeah, I which as dumb as it sounds is outside of like WandaVision and Loki. That's kind of been the MO for a lot of these Marvel shows. Like those are really the only two that every once in a while I'll go back to mentally and be like, "Oh yeah, remember that thing?" Yeah, 
I mean, I didn't like Loki as much as a lot of other people did, right. so I can't even say it with Loki. Like when I think about WandaVision, I'm like, oh yeah, that was great. Yeah. And when I think about when I think about Hawkeye, but even I remember like the the tail end of it, like there was still some mm-hmm. stuff that didn't land. Yeah. Yeah. I think about a show like Hawkeye that I remember really enjoying, but yeah. I don't remember anything about it. And same yeah. with like I, I remember more of She-Hulk because She-Hulk was like so such a like curveball. Yeah. I remember I like like She-Hulk was like genuinely great, I believe. Yep. And like Miss Marvel was good, but it was like a little cheesy and I enjoyed the hell out of it. But right. That's yeah, I, the definition. More or less I agree. agree more or less I agree with you. Yeah. For like sure. I enjoyed Ms. Marvel for what it was. Like it was fun. Yeah. Uh, She-Hulk was its own animal. And yeah. Yeah. The, but there had yeah, there's nothing that you go back with, to and you're like, oh, you know what? That was outstanding. With This doesn't necessarily count because it's not a series. Werewolf by Night yes. is the one exception. Is Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I like both of those, I think, more than a lot of the series or because... I don't know, because they had like, yo, you have 45 minutes to tell one story. And they, they both work way better because not, things aren't stretched out or things aren't, yep. you know, being it, it doesn't have the chance to get out of control or to get too big or to get to, get, to lose itself, I guess. Um, but yeah, I can't think but with the exception of Werewolf by Night, really, because the holiday special is fun. But like, I don't know how often I'll watch that again, but I've already watched Werewolf by Night several times. So like. Uh, with the exception of with the exception of that, there's no. I don't think there's a Marvel show you can point at that would make me say yes. They need to keep making Marvel Disney Plus TV series. Yeah, because they're vital. They're vital to the MCU. I, I I don't think that they are. I'm with you. I like them as offshoots. Yeah, yeah, they're fun, but you know, it's back to that what Bob Iger said. They're diluting the brand. I completely agree with that. Yeah, too much to keep and- up with. People. In all honesty, if it was a show or, you know, at most two shows a year, sure. Yeah. That's one thing. Or, or if, but with the one exception of WandaVision setting up Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Name another one of these shows that has been relevant to any of the films. I feel like. I feel like Loki and Kang and the TVA thing would probably have had more of a. I think they that will be. Yeah. But it hasn't been. Right. Like we haven't seen Kate Bishop show up anywhere else. Like the the shows are good for like introducing new characters and getting like I Hawkeye was good at setting up Kate Bishop. Like we got yeah. we spent some time with that character. Like we understood who she was, where she came from. Great. Where is she? Where is she? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. Nobody knows. Hey, that's all I got. It's, yeah. I'm tired. It's almost midnight. Sounds good. That's Secret Invasion. <laughs> you can tell we clearly love this show so much. It's like greatest. But we don't hate it. I don't know. It's just weird. It's I like, yeah, it, it sits in that weird I, spot of like, I, yeah. I want to like it more than I do and also feel like I need to like it less than I do. Same. Yeah, yeah same. I don't hate it, but I don't... Um, but... But talking about talking about how I don't understand why I don't like it makes it more frustrating for me. Yeah. You know, almost makes me dislike it more because it's more confounding <laughs> to me when yeah. I think about, it, you know. And that's why we're able to talk 23 minutes about this thing. Yep. So, yeah. 
Well, so we'll see uh, what next week brings. Yeah, simmer down, Siri. Uh, maybe after uh, maybe after this week, we'll feel strongly one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe after this week, we'll, we'll feel feelings. Because <laughs> no, right we'll now feelings. it's just like, all right, it's a show. Yeah. And we'll definitely talk about episode five because, as we talked about in our main episode, with the strikes going on, we don't know how much other stuff there's going to be to talk about next week. So, um, you might be seeing some new, uh, some ideas, some retooling, some different opportunities uh, for us to have nerdy conversations once a week. So, um, we'll uh, see what next week brings. Absolutely. And um, oh, I'll I'll say this uh, just so people know: I can't record next Sunday night. So I'll have to figure out, I can, or Monday. So I'll have to figure out a new date. Yeah, so we'll figure something out for feeds. next week. We'll announce it. We'll figure it out and let y'all know when the next episodes are going to drop. But that's all we got for Secret Invasion Episode 4. All we got. Yeah. And uh, if you enjoyed this, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, review us in your podcatcher of choice or on YouTube. Uh, find us on the socials at the Multiverse Report on whatever version of Twitter we're on this week. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, other than that, get a hold of us at themultiversereport.com or multiversereport at gmail.com if you want to send us long-form letters. Yeah, so until next time, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the multiverse. <laughs>